You're listening to Turbo Youth on Redshift with me, Jonathan Frischer. And me, Ben Philippin. On each podcast, we will share with you reviews of films, books, places and gadgets. With challenges, jokes and homework tips along the way, this is a fun podcast to make your day. Coming up this week, we'll give you tips on how to make your own podcast. We have our weekly STEM challenge set by Chris Ridge from Air Products. And we make chicken burgers and mac and cheese for the boys' bake-off. So, today we are talking about um, how to make your own podcast. So, Ben, would you like to talk about making podcasts? Yeah, so it's really easy to make a podcast. Um, There's not a lot to it, apart from the editing, but then... As you get more, um, what's the word? Used more confident, it, yeah, confident. With, what, with what you're saying. You're able to, you won't have to cut out any ums and airs and it helps if you've got a baseline script. Mm. Because if you don't have, if you don't have a script, it can be a bit, well. You don't really know what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, it so, can be a bit. So talking uh, of scripts, don't script everything because then it'll sound not natural. But if you just sort of take notes and sort of say a bit what Have you're like going base- to talk about. Yeah, baseline script. Um, and then... So, so Ben, are there any websites that are really good to use? Well, there's Captivate that we use, although if you wanted to publish it, you'd have to use Captivate or yeah. any other things that you use well captivate is probably captivate is really good so obviously me and ben haven't used any other publishing websites but captivate is really good basically you set up your podcast and then you put in you have to pay for an account yes you do but it is really good and you can publish it and it gives you loads of tips and there's a chat feature so if you're stuck you message them and the people from captivate reply to you really quick um so for editing we use something called audacity um so you can install it if you just search up audacity then go onto the website you can download it it only works on computers you can get tutorials on phone you can get tutorials on um on your phone but we we haven't had a tutorial, have we, that we followed? No, we, we just had some advice from my auntie, and from there we just worked out how to do it with the little help with Google. Yeah. And yeah. So another really good website that we use is Audio Online Convert, as or converter, whichever you want to call it. And it's really good because if you upload a file onto Audacity that you've recorded, say, off Zoom or you've actually gone to a, a website or a you've recorded on your phone or whatever you've done to record, you need to convert it to an MP3 So because you can't publish anything up to Audacity to, unless it's an MP3. Um, yeah, so basically, when you record, either on Zoom or your phone, it either comes out as an MP4 or an M4A, so you can't insert that to Audacity. And 
Also, once you've finished your thing, um, make sure you click on, on Audacity, if you click on File, Export as MP3, because you can't upload anything to um, Captivate if it's not an MP3 either. So make sure you do that. And um, Audacity, like we were saying about taking out the ums and ers, um, editing isn't just about that. It's also... So, obviously, we have loads of different parts to our podcast. So, the Bake Off, the STEM Challenge, What's Your Talent, all of that. So, if you record them all separately, you have to slot them all together, which is why Audacity is really good for that. So, I'll talk about another website, then pass on to Ben. So, a really good um, thing to have... Well, there's two that sort of link to each other is there's something called mail big file so you have to have email to have mail big file um so basically i think on email you have like 500 megabytes limit and if you're doing it with someone else you're gonna need a lot larger space than 500 megabytes because each podcast is a lot more kilobytes and even far yeah. further yeah so. gigabytes so you just do it and then you just click send so um ben any other websites we the main feature we use so up until we uh, we're allowed to go into redshift which is where we do redshift is like our final editor well not editor but we do a podcast for Redshift in Nantwich. So we're looking forward to going into Redshift very soon to record. But the main thing we have used to record at the moment is Zoom. And this podcast has been recorded on Zoom and all the others have. So Zoom is really good because your files are in Google Drive as soon as you finish. And it's really quite good quality considering if you have wi-fi that isn't that great you can always reboot your router and it'll be a lot better jonathan do you have any other apps um so i'll say two because they're both quite simple so one that you all probably have but has been so useful you're probably not going to expect this but whatsapp WhatsApp has been so useful because um, sometimes if Zoom doesn't work, we can use WhatsApp video call. Obviously, we can't record, but we can take notes on that. So, also, so WhatsApp, you can can get WhatsApp on your computer. So, you can send some things on it um, and then... Google Drive is also on the computer and me and Ben and Liz have a shared folder where we share all of our stuff. We share all of our stuff on it so we can see it. So if there's any documents, so not actually recordings, any documents that we use, so the baseline scripts we put onto there. Um, So Ben, is there anything else? There's one more app that we a lot of people have, unless you've disabled it. 
you can always get them on Play Store, App Store, whichever you have on your device. It's just a simple voice recorder. And so we use voice recorder very often. So any that me and Jonathan don't have a conversation like the Boys Bake Off and things like that, where we interview people from our family and that. So we use voice recorder and it was really good. And the other day I found out how to, one that I have, you're able to speech to text. So when you speak, you can see what you've said. So you don't have to keep listening through. And also you're also able to edit on the one that I have, which I didn't know, but not as good as Audacity because Audacity has a lot more items that you can use. That's all you need really for a podcast or that's everything we use. And we'd like to hear if for those who would like to try a podcast, you don't have to publish it at all. You don't have to get Captivate. You don't have to, yeah, you can just keep it for your family if you did a one-off or something. Or you can even pay to go into a podcasting area or a podcast like Redshift, yeah, and to record. So that's all from us about how to make your own podcast. Yeah. Let us know if you enjoy that. Hi, Ben and Jonathan. What a fabulous review and lesson on how to do a podcast. You boys are going to put me out of a job if we publish this episode. No, seriously though, I'm really impressed with how you've put that together. A great summary of all the different applications you've used and things that you've learned over lockdown. And the detail, you've, you've talked about how you use Audacity to not only take out the ums and the ers, but you join the different parts of your podcast together and you use Zoom because we can't get into the studio at the moment. You talk about WhatsApp because that's a good way of sharing notes and communicating with each other. It's brilliant. I think I think the way you've summarised how to be a podcaster is absolutely fantastic and very, very well done. It's been an absolute pleasure working with you. I've thoroughly enjoyed my bit of uh, fun that I've had with with nephew Ben and his friend Jonathan during lockdown and the various Zoom calls. You're very, very keen and very, very interested and engaging. You've you've had some great experiences yourself. You've interviewed Dr. Kieran Mullen, our MP. You've tasted and reviewed the most amazing fish and chips in the world from Church's Mansions. You've had a weekly contact with Chris Ridge from Air Products, the sponsor of your show with your STEM challenge. And then you, you've come up with great ideas. So you've done your boys bake off. You've done what's your talent. You've done all sorts of different things. You've, you've interviewed your parents, your siblings. It's been lovely. And, and I've really enjoyed it. And, and I've really enjoyed the feedback that people have given me about your podcast uh, when they've heard it. So I thought I'd just share with you also how people can get involved with the Redshift Community Podcast Network. And we are welcoming new podcasters. People can join and uh, now while we're still in lockdown and I can train them online as I have done with you. Uh, and also from the 4th of July, we are going to be opening up the studio officially for um, socially distancing uh, podcasts. So what the measures that we're taking are only two people will be allowed in the studio at any one time. And 
that means normally we would have a, a presenter microphone and three guest microphones set up, but we're only going to set up two microphones so that you can socially distance. Also, the new bit of kit that we've invested in means that you, every, every podcaster can bring their own telephone, own mobile phone, and Bluetooth it to our piece of kit and plug in your own laptop and record directly into Audacity. So this means you're not touching, you know, you're really limiting the, the touch of, um, you know, the computer that other people would have been in and used. So that's a, they're the measures that are in place. Obviously, we've got hand sanitizer and, and everything there as well. I'm doing the training with people and to join our community podcast network, anybody's welcome to join. Um, the lower age limit is is kind of you guys. You started when you were 10. And that generally is the age that our younger podcasters uh, start at. Um, and you've proved just how amazing you can be, not only at, at learning the software and learning the technology, but also coming up with great ideas and doing some really good quality interviews as well. And amazing editing skills. I really am impressed with your editing skills. Um, so to join the Community Podcast Network, if you are 18, if you are under 18, so 17 or under, then it's a £49 joining fee and that includes all your training and insurance. And then it's £12 a month by standing order. If you are over 18, 18 or over, it's £95 for your uh, joining fee, training and insurance and £20 a month. If you are a business and you want to promote your own uh, business through your podcast, then we have some different sort of packages and, and slightly different prices uh, available to you as well. So by joining the Community Podcast Network, you've got access to all of our accounts and, and so you have your own account through our Captivate uh, membership. Uh, that goes out to Spotify, it goes out to iTunes, it goes out to Podchaser, all of the well-known podcast hosting uh, networks. And you have a page on our website to talk about yourself and what you do. You also um, will be promoted through our social media reach. So between Instagram, Facebook and Twitter, we have, I think it's over, it's well over 15,000 followers, which is a great reach, particularly um, for the sort of South Cheshire and Cheshire area. And you get access to our forum where all our podcasters are. So we're a really friendly bunch of just like-minded, community-minded individuals that have something to say and would like to say it through the means of podcasting. So on that forum, you can have a chat with people who, you, if you know, if you need a bit of help or if you're a bit stuck with something, or maybe you need um, some guest suggestions, then you can go onto that forum as well. So we are a friendly bunch. We've been around actually for 10 years now. We started life as Redshift Radio um, and we stopped live programming in uh, December in favour of podcasting. And uh, we were due to launch properly on the 1st of April, but due to lockdown, obviously we've done a, we haven't really done a big swanky relaunch, but um, I'm hoping that as we go into August, we can we can pick up the pace now. Um, so if you're interested in being a Redshift community podcaster, please do get in touch with me. There is a contact form on the website, redshiftonline.org, and you can email me at uh, hello at redshiftonline.org. There's also a phone number. It goes through to a call centre, but then I get a message on my mobile phone to call you back. And the number is 01270-440-750. I think, boys, it's time to edit all my ums and ers out of this podcast interview and pop it into Audacity 
and then get your next podcast published. Well done, Ben and Jonathan. Now it is time for the STEM Challenge with STEM Ambassador Chris Ridge from Air Products. Over to you, Chris. So, Ben, the last STEM challenge that Chris Ridge from Air Products set us was the Coke and Mentos challenge. How did you get on with it? Well, I did it, I've done it a couple of times before, and I think about three times during lockdown. And all of those times that we've done it, they haven't quite worked. We were thinking, like, we did all our estimations before because my dad wanted to include some maths, that we could still do some schoolwork while having fun with science. So we'd guessed all missions, and me and my brother guessed it could go maybe about two metres up in the air. I was just about went two centimetres out of the bottle <laughs> because it was just, we had sellotaped all the Mentos together, which I don't know if that would make a difference or not. But we put them in and then it just foamed. Rather than shooting up in the air, it just foamed over the top. I've done it. I did it once in reception when I was at school with my teacher for Science Day. And it went really high, but I don't know why it doesn't work. But um, we'll have to ask Chris how it works. So, and if it doesn't work again, just message us and we can try and get back to you and tell us if it does or doesn't work. So, Jonathan, how did yours go? So, when I was in year four or three, I did this experiment. And again, it went about, it went about two metres high in the air. Um, but when I did it, mine was quite similar to Ben's in the sense that it only went about five centimetres up into the air so I put one mentor in and it went high well high within five centimetres then I put like 20 other mentors in just to try and get it a bit higher that didn't work so I'm not sure what happens but Chris will tell us um, he will explain to us just like Ben said so um, I don't know what happened. I'm not sure whether the point... Maybe it's best only to put one mentor in. Maybe you're only meant to because maybe it has to be just a little amount of it. If it's too much, maybe it doesn't work. I don't know, but Chris will tell us. Hi boys, it's Chris Ridge from Air Products again, um, and we're, I'm going to explain the last STEM challenge that I set for you. So that was the Mentos and Diet Coke eruption. Now, how did it get on? First of all, hope hopefully it went well. Hopefully you managed to uh, to get an eruption and a really high um, a really high uh, um, geezer, as they call it, which is a big spurt of, of the Diet Coke coming out of the bottle. Um, there's a few theories as to what happens when you when you do this. It's not actually a chemical reaction, so that is the, the most important thing. What is happening is inside that bottle of Diet Coke, there's lots of carbon dioxide that is, that is stored in the, in the bottle. Um, under pressure. When you then release the pressure, they all release to atmospheric atmosphere. And that's why you see the little bubbles. 
Um, it's this carbon dioxide that makes the drinks bubbly. Um, so it's pumped in at the factory. It doesn't get released, as I say, until you pour it into the glass or you open the, the lid and if you shake it, you'll see it releases a lot quicker. Um, but it's this carbon dioxide gas that's waiting to escape. It wants to escape from the drink. When you drop something into the Diet Coke, it speeds up that process of the carbon dioxide releasing and it therefore allows the bubbles to form on. So what happens is the bubbles form on the surface of the Mentos and because Mentos are actually covered in really small dimples, it's it's like a miniature golf ball. You can't see these dimples by the naked eye. They're so small and there's so many of them. But that's what makes it so um, good for this experiment. So when you when you drop those Mentos in, it dramatically increases um, the, the surface area for the carbon dioxide to, to form on. It works better in Diet Coke than other drinks because the slightly different ingredients um, and it isn't quite as sticky. So, um, and, and so and and the way that the Diet Coke is bottled is slightly different. So that's why you get a much better reaction. So what you have is as the Mentos drop through the bottle and through the Diet Coke, it's producing more and more of the carbon dioxide bubbles and then these bubbles they have to go somewhere so they rise really quickly um, and then and then they come spurting out of the top and that's why you get the um, the Mentos and Diet Coke eruption. And how did you do with the cleanup? Did you have to hose off any parts of the building that were covered with with the uh, with with the Diet Coke afterwards? I told you it would be a messy one. Well, I hope you enjoyed that one, and I'm going to give you another challenge very soon. Hey guys, it's Chris Ridge from Air Products. I'm ready to set you another STEM challenge, and I hope you, you look forward to doing this one. So, I'm going to get you to make an electromagnet. So, for this you're going to need a large iron nail, it's going to need to be about three inches long, about three foot of thin coated copper wire, um, a fresh D-sized battery, and then some paper clips or other small magnetic objects that you're going to pick up with your electromagnet. So what you're going to do is leaving about eight inches of the, the copper wire loose at one end, wrap the rest of it, most of the rest of it around the nail trying not to overlap the wires and then cut the wire if necessary leaving about eight inches loose at the other end so you've got eight inches at one end eight inches at the other and then the middle bit wrapped around the the the, the nail not overlapping the the wire the wire as you wrap it round now remove a little bit of the thin plastic coating from both ends of the wire and attach one end um to one end of a battery and the other end to the other end of the battery you might want to tape these on, but be careful, be very careful because the wire will get hot, will get um, quite hot. So make sure you've got an adult to help you while you're doing this. But now you have an electromagnet. You can pick up paper clips or other magnetic things. Try not to put it near um, near anything that, that magnets are going to affect, like phones and laptops and stuff. Um, it can make the batteries um, some... Um, it will use up the battery quite quickly and the battery may get quite, quite warm. So disconnect the wires when you're done, but otherwise you're going to have an issue. So make sure there's an adult around when you're doing this one, but it's going to be great fun. Now it is time for the Boys Bake Off. 
where we will challenge each other to make a recipe and have our families taste it and score it. Hi, so I'm with my mum and I'm asking her how many points out of five she would give me for the flavour of my mac and cheese and chicken, an American-style chicken burger. I'd give you five out of five for the mac and cheese and the American chicken burger. Why is that? The mac and cheese was particularly tasty um, and it looked delicious. It had a lovely golden colour and the chicken burger, well, that was just yummy. Thank you. So here I am with Daddy and I'm about to ask him what he would rate my chicken burgers and mac and cheese. Well, Ben, the mac and cheese was probably one of the best I've had, actually. It was really, really nice. And I make a good one myself, so it's, um, yeah, pretty. It was right up there, Ben, with the best. So... No issues with that one at all. The cheese was nice. The the cheese sauce was nice. The pasta was cooked well. It was not overcooked. It wasn't all soggy. It was really good. The chicken burgers. Oh, dear. <laughs> they uh, decided to make the crust with cornflakes and mixed it with egg and um, some other things. Uh so, so pretty much I misread the recipe. and Yeah, you didn't read through the recipe before you started and um, it, it was edible, we'll say that much. <laughs> I, I don't want to rate it for you. <laughs> Is that okay? Yeah, okay, thank you. <laughs> thank you for listening to Turbo Youth with me, Ben Philibon. And, and me, Jonathan Frischer. Send your messages to studio at redshiftonline.org and put Turbo Youth in the subject field. Bye for now. Bye.